uh, I'm really honoured and, uh, and thankful this week to be joined um, by Jamie. Um, Jamie and Craig uh, are two guys who work together on the Chasing Pars podcast, uh, and they've had some, you know a lot of success lately. They're, they're sort of new on the scene in terms of golf tipping, and um, they're building up a good following. They're, 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 they're putting out some great tips. And I wanted to just uh, invite Jamie along and just talk about, uh, you know, uh, his love for golf. You know, what uh, what sort of brought him into um, into starting up a, a tipping sort of podcast and, uh, and on chasing pars. Their, their their handle on Twitter is chasing pars underscore pod. So if you are chasing pars um, uh, uh, underscore pod, then uh, you can have a look and see you know, who they tip and why, and and, uh, and and have a bit of a, a bit of a follow of them. Uh, I, I I certainly follow them. I think they're, they're great value. So um, and, and welcome to Man and Stand, Craig. Thanks for having me, mate. Re- really appreciate it. Yeah. So, so um, what brought you to uh, you and Craig to to starting up chasing pars? Uh-huh. What, um, had you always uh, you keen golfers? Did you um, want to start sort of um, uh, you know? Did you sort of punt it um, you know quietly and then yeah. thought, hey, we can maybe do something a bit more with this? What kind of brought you to where you are now? So, me me and Craig literally live probably four hundred miles away from each other. You know what I mean? So he's up in Scotland, on down in the Midlands, um, in the UK. Yeah. Um, so ne- never, we've we've never met each other. We haven't. Um, I'm quite a keen golfer. I played for a number of years. Um, always followed it. And Craig's the same. Is always followed it. Doesn't really play it as much. Um, my Twitter's been going for about five years. Um, that's Jay's underscore golfing tips. Um, that's been going for about five years. Um, started just as a usual Twitter account. Um, I then started figuring out that people put actual tips on Twitter for their golf. I didn't actually connect the two before. Um, yeah. So obviously I looked into that, obviously started following like, obviously the biggies, obviously um, Betfair and obviously you got your Ben Colas and so on. Um, liked what they did. Um, obviously I started betting myself on the, on the tournament, starting to pick up different trends and so on. And typical people I'd bet with every week. Um and it was literally so. I, I used to literally just put the tips and a bit of a write up on Twitter every week. Obviously, not not getting many, many views or likes or anything, but I, I did it just for myself, really. Yeah. Um. But then it was literally so. We're on episode twenty six now. Um. I'm chasing pars. Um. So it's literally in, in the start of this year or the end of last year. It was when it was proper COVID lockdown. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah. It was quite quite boring. It was obviously as you know. Um, yeah. And so me and Craig just obviously spoke on Twitter for quite a while. Um, obviously found each other through obviously tipping golfers, getting good results. Um, and yeah, it was just a, it was just a, a suggestion one of the weeks that we just start a podcast just so we can talk about our tips rather than just writing down pages and pages and publishing that instead. Okay. Now, my uh, uh, offsider, uh, Matt Phillips, who uh, usually, you know, mm. as I say, is a guest on, or, or is a sort of co-presenter on, on Man in the Stand, yeah. he um, he comes at it from a very scientific, very analytical uh, way. He's very numbers-driven. He's a, a, a very intelligent guy. He's, he's off this week handing yeah. in the Masters. Uh, you know, so he's, um, he's very data-driven, analytics, uh, and, and, and makes a very good case for his bets. Um, based around 
numbers, facts, science, the whole thing. Yeah. Me, um, me, I'm more gut driven. I, I, I kind of look, I, I watch it. You know, I'm ridiculous the amount of golf I watch, um, yeah. and 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 I. I'm a real lover of the game. Um, not a great golfer, but a, a real. I absolutely love watching mm. golf. Yeah, and so I'm. I'm far more um, driven by gut feel and watching players and feeling like when they're coming into form. I feel like I can. I think I can see when I players coming into form, uh, and I so I go more off what I see and what I feel and what I think and my past mm. experience of watching more golf than I care to admit to. Yeah. So um, what, what about you and Craig? How do you guys come at it from, do you come at it from it differently um, or, or do you come at it from the same way? Um, listening to Chasing Pars, it's very, obviously Craig's very much European tour and myself, it's very PGA tour events. Um, yeah. I like to really, a little bit like Matt, I like to, Look for players, obviously, your typical strokes gain stats. Um, obviously, your performance stats for definitely the week before um, and definitely overall on the tour. Um, so I'm, I'm very very stat-driven like that. And I, I do come to my conclusion by, obviously, people that are high in my stat models every week um, on, say, sort of strokes gain, tee to green, approach, um, whatever I look for that week. Say it could be par fours, 400 yards or so on. Um, so I'm very much like that. A little bit like yourself, I kind of look for players that are like are in like an upward curve. Obviously, you've watched them obviously the week before, um, and they most most players I, I take have seemed to have finished well. So obviously, I like I like players who've shot really low on like the Sunday and come out of the pack to finish like top ten from absolutely nowhere. Yeah. I like to like to keep a track of those definitely. Um, and and I say Craig's very much the same as. Um, we are we are very stat driven. If you've listened to us, it's uh, it's a, it can get a bit jargon at times. <laughs> but yeah, we, we do look a lot into stats. We do. And and so he's more European tour. You're more PGA yeah. uh, on you know, the American side. Um, say for example, I'm more PGA American side. I, I don't tend to concentrate too much on the European tour. So where do you kind of tend to glean your stats and 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 figures from for people who who kind of want to know more about how to make a more informed betting choice mm. on uh, and bet, golf betting? Where where do you kind of tend to pull your stats and numbers from? So from a PGA Tour point of view, um, I start the week um, by going onto the the actual PGA Tour app. Yeah, um, it's very good, isn't it? It, it really is. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of a lot of useful information on there, yeah. um, and they do a they do a piece on I think it's a Sunday um, for the the week after, and it's some so for like for example this week it would be um, inside the John Deere Classic, um, and they do a lot about like the course, so like TPC uh, Deer Run. Um, they do obviously a rundown of the field, um, any sponsors exemptions. Um, so I'll make a lot of notes about the course. Um, I also try and find online the scorecard, sort of the scorecard of the um, from the course, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah. Because um, obviously, I like to look at um, how many sort of par threes and par fives are on the course, or whether it's you know in base, um, mainly par four based. Um, that makes me um, formulate my stat models. Um, obviously, if it's a, a longer course, obviously you're looking into the driving aspect. It's a shorter course like this week. You're looking into sort of a, a second shot golf course. You're looking at the approach stats, um, and to, to be honest, I, 
I'm not afraid to say I do use Twitter a lot. You know what I mean? I do use my friends on Twitter um, to gain to gain local, either local knowledge or, well, I'm not afraid to say, but better knowledge than myself on these courses. You know what I mean? Because this is yeah. really my first year of doing this in-depth research. So yeah. I, I, I do look at I do look at other accounts for if I can get little bits of information that would help me formulate a decision. Then I'm I'm not afraid to use it. I'm not, and I'll, I'm more than happy to give a shout out on the podcast if I've used them. I will. Yeah, of course you've got to you've got to do anything you can to build yeah. as much information as possible. So I don't mm. think there's any shame in that at all. No. Um, um, wh- what about um, course? Uh, history do you um uh, i'm a bit of a, of a horses for courses kind of um follower um i was going nuts sorry that's no problem <laughs> I, I i'm a bit of a horses for courses kind of follower on on on, on mm. golf course performance do you look back at um at, at, at maybe you know the last five years of a tournament if the, if it's been there play, being playing yeah. there for a long time and look at who's who's won it and and who's gone well there before yeah um so for example Say if it's the, um, say, I know we've got the Scottish Open this week in Europe, um, yeah. and the Rocket Mortgage from last week. Obviously, those those have only really had, um, two or three, two or three like renewals at the same course. Yeah. Um. So I wouldn't really, um, I wouldn't really focus on on the course form then. But as I say, like this week at at TPC Deer Run, um, obviously it's been there for many a year. So yeah. I do tend to look into course form a lot. At well-established golf courses, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. I, I also, as I say, tend to tend to look at that as well. So, um, uh, and and so, how since you've started chasing pars, mm. um, how have you gone so far? What, what's your biggest? Uh, you, I know you've had a couple of wins. Where have you won? And and uh, and and uh, and how did you know? Are you pretty you know happy with certain ones that you maybe picked out that you thought? You know, oh, that guy's a bit of value, better than the market, and he's come in. Mm. Tell us about your performance so far. Um, so my first win came. Um, you're going to show me up here because I'm flicking back in my book to find out where I had the win. <laughs> um, no I had um, Jason Kokrak. Um, I think he was at um, forty-five to one. Um, yeah. it, that was at the Charles Schwab, was it that one? Um, Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah. Top of my head, yeah. Um, so that was 40, yeah. 45 to 1, um, which that was a nice win to hit, it was. Um, and then the following week, I actually had um, Marcus Armitage over on the European Tour at the uh, at the um, Porsche European Open. Um, so that was a good couple of weeks for myself, it was. That's um, great. And sort of in, in, the, say in the last six weeks um, on the podcast, we, we between me and Craig, we've had, like, we've had three winners and four places in the last six weeks. Um in the places, I mean, so this week I had Seamus Power in the Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Um, the week before, Craig had another eighty to one in Europe. Um, so yeah, it's it's going really well. It is. It is. Yeah, that's that's fantastic because golf is a very very hard sport to mm. to pick. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, you you have such big fields. You're across four days. There's weather. Uh, there's so many variables and so many things that can go yeah. wrong. Even uh, even even a guy waking up in the morning not feeling great, you know what I mean? Like you, you just you can't factor that in, can you? you can't. No, you you can't. You really can't. And and, and a guy who uh, you know gets into a position like, for example, you know, you guys as you say picked up Marcus Armitage the week before mm. in, in Europe. I mean, 
what a great pick. I mean, that guy, you know, was pretty much, you know, uh, you know, he had promise, but certainly not someone that was sort of flying high on the radar, was he? No, um, no, so, not. You know, I mean, that, that, that's great to be able to pick a guy like that uh, and, and beat the market. Because as I say, the, the, I think that's what draws so many people to golf betting is the odds are fantastic. Mm. Um, but the odds are fantastic for a reason. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's so hard to pick. You're looking, you at, know? A, you're looking at around, what, 170 goals some weeks in the field in like yeah. your, normal, your normal PGA Tour events and obviously I don't know about you but when when like people realise that you've got a podcast and you clash yourself as a tipster on Twitter they they expect you to pick a result every week and every week unfo- unfortunately it's not that way is it no it's no like... it's not you know it really isn't um uh, you know and and on man in the stand you know myself and Matt we've picked up a mm. few winners throughout the throughout the year that um and that's that's why it's nice to have two of you I think because you yeah. can kind of talk about your bets come at it from different angles and and people listeners can sort of say okay well um, I like the way he's thinking on that or I agree with that or I don't agree with that or no I don't like that golfer or what or what have you you know um and so uh, you know, it, it's a very, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough gig, and yeah, uh, you know, uh, and and uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, as uh, I say, you get one. It's funny when you do get a winner, you get a surge in followers um, yeah. because people think, oh, great, this guy's going to give me winners every week. Well, mm. no, it's not. That's yeah. not the way it is. <laughs> no, you could go on a seven-week drought. Then it really could. It's just well, one that, of them, isn't it? Yeah. All right. And actually, that just brings me very nicely to the next point, which is the Rocket Mortgages um, a Classic last week. Uh, I will just do a recap of that. Mm, uh, and talking about seven-week droughts, I've, I've just come off a, a, a very look. Well, it would be it would be about six or seven weeks um, off a, a, a big drought. And then I go and pick Cameron Davis to actually win. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, and, you know, so he rocks up. And the Rocket Mortgages Classic at a hundred to one, mm. um, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, Man in the Stand is sponsored by Star Sports, and uh, and so you know, I pull all my write ups on Star Sport and yeah. uh, and do all my uh, odds through them, and you know, they've been they're great sponsors of of the show and that. Now, um, I I've been I have had a horror run, and uh, and I was and, and Cameron Davis is a guy that I knew he had promise and talent and potential you know mm. there are certain guys you look at on the pga tour that you think that guy will probably never ever win the pga tournament you yeah. know yeah um, definitely. and then there are players that you look at and go he he's got the talent he's he could do it and uh and he's you know and cameron davis is a young guy from sydney i think he's about 24 years old big tall willowy kind yeah. of um player um, lovely big swing, hits the ball, hits it mild, uh, doesn't it? absolute yeah. country yes. mile, um, and uh, and just really. Uh, uh, but he's got talent. He won the Australian, uh, the Australian PGA or something. He won a big tournament in Australia. Mm-hmm. You don't do that without being a talented golfer. No. And so, yeah, yeah, that guy. I've been suffering with him all year because I could see the potential in the guy. And I, as I wrote in my in my write up for my tip that week, I said. This guy's driving me nuts because mm. he keeps getting into good positions and then he'll undo all his good work with a sloppy round and yeah. completely like drop through the leaderboard. And it was driving me crazy. <laughs> and, and, and I thought I'll do, I, I, I thought I'll have one more go with this guy because um, I just, there, there are certain golfers that I've learned it through bitter experience. And I'm, sh- I'm sure you're the same, Jamie, mm. that, you know, not to, not to let go of golfers that you can see the potential in because they'll go turn around and win on you. Do you know when you oh, let them as, yeah. as soon as you let them go? 
hundred percent. The last year, I've, I've backed. There's two or three guys that I've backed quite a few times. That you know, I mean, her listeners probably probably hate the sound of me repeating their names now. Um, but yeah, it, it's just one of them. You, you've got the fear of missing out on them as well. Yeah, really yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I have, I have, and, and I'm sure you like me. I'm sure you're the same. You have pet golfers that you kind of watch, and as you say, you almost get self-conscious about saying their names again and again and again because yeah. you think these guys, these people listening are going to think I'm an absolute fucking idiot because yeah. I just keep on talking about the same people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and and you have sort of they're your cross to bear, and then there are other golfers where you know they're really good and they win, but you just can't back them for some reason, yeah, you know? True. Yeah, very true, very true. Abraham Hanser is what is my guy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I actually, funny you should say Abraham Hanser, I'm exactly the same. I yeah. cannot back that guy because I was saying this to Matt the other week. He tipped him up and he actually ran a place for Matt uh, mm. the other week. Yeah. Um, but um, I can't back Abraham Hanser because – I think he gets jittery um, uh, when when it gets down to pressure. I, I noticed something about answer that he 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 gets very proddy with his putter when oh, yeah. um, when when things get when the pressure comes on, and you cannot be like that if mm. you're going to win on the PGA Tour. You have to be able to stroke the ball into the hole. True, you know. Um, see, see, on he's my guy that I harp on about all every week. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Um, as we were saying, it's yeah, he's so frustrating to to watch. Um, but as you say, he, I think he's got the talent. Um, his his ball striking numbers were unreal. Um, I yeah. always mention that. Um, yeah. But yeah, he, he just he goes a bit cold with a putter for at least half a round. He does, which tends to cost him. It does. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, moving on to the rocket mortgages, I'm just going to run down the leaderboard um, and uh, just so what a fantastic finish to this tournament. A three man playoff between um, Cameron Davis, Troy Merritt, and Yako Neiman. Uh, Nyoko Neiman has not had a bogey from since the 13th hole of the previous tournament the week before. So he went through four rounds at the Rocket Mortgage Classic, um, bogey-free. And actually, I uh, what did you think, um, uh, Jamie? Did you think that um, – I, I actually thought Neiman was going to win this, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> well, yeah. as you said, they've gone so long without a bogey. It was – it's such hard luck. It was literally in the first playoff hole that he did. He did. Um, yeah. And yet, you know, I mean, on paper, experience-wise, um, exposure-wise, um, form-wise, he, he, yeah, he, he should have won it. Really, yeah. shouldn't he? He should, have, but... he, he, he should have. And he hit it on the 72nd hole. He hit it, um, you know, eagle uh, the distance. He was right there. Um, yeah. uh, and... Um, um, no, on the par, yeah, on the par five. Sorry, on the par five, he hit it to eagle distance, and he was very, very close. I think it was the seventeenth, and uh, and I just thought, oh well, this is over. Um, but he, he just he just couldn't get it done. And then, as you say, he uh, on the first playoff hole, he he kind of um, he, he has his first bogey in in in, in more than four rounds, which is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it's um, such tough look. So yeah, it was, it was tough luck. And and so it was then down to um, Troy Merritt and Cameron Davis. And then mm. I thought, okay, well, Merritt was looking pretty rock yeah. solid. And and, uh, and, I, and and Cameron Davis kept missing putts. Uh, oh. You can see the enormity of what he was about to do kind of finally dawned on him. And, yeah. um, and he thought you could actually see how nervous he was. He was kind of breathing rapidly and shaking and thinking, mm. should I, you know, I'm actually on the verge here. And, um, and, and he, and he went from being a very, uh, uh, giving a very assured putting display 
throughout the sort of four days to mm. giving a very he, nervous putting display he, on the on the on the on the thing, and then basically Troy Merritt, um, you know, who who looked so good um, for, for the, across the playoff holes, then sort of had his own uh, shocking, shockingly bad putt and basically handed the tournament yeah. to Davis. Yeah, I think unfortunately that's. Davis kind of needed that to, to, be hand, to be handed it to him because, yeah. as I say, um, he, he gave himself literally um, birdie putts on every playoff hole from like 20 feet. And yeah. they were literally, okay, they weren't burning the edges, but they was pretty close to the hole every time. Yeah, his um, first, on the first on the first playoff hole, um, uh, he actually had a, make, a very makeable putt and he hit an absolute... He, he really yeah. did. Um, was that the was that was that the par five? Was it that they played? Yeah, seven, yeah. When yeah. Their, both their second shots over the water was phenomenal. You know what I mean? To do that under the pressure, yeah, um, yeah. so good. And yeah, well, I did expect one of them to make eagle and just walk off and win it. But yeah, it's yeah, that was it was a fantastic finish. Great to see three men play mm. off. And uh, uh, Matt um, had uh, my co-host uh, Matt Phillips had a, also had a really great shot. He 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 tipped up Hank Leboida who finished tied fourth. That. Yes, yeah, and good. um and he he was any old money as well. He was a hundred, I think he was one hundred and twenty-five to one nice. or something like that. So um so he ran a place. So that was a good result for Matt as well. Um, tied fourth. Also Alex Norin he finished really well, didn't yeah. he, on the final yeah. round? Eight, he was he was clubhouse leader at one point, wasn't he? Yes. He he was eight under on the final round, uh, and so uh, you know, an eight under final um, final round to finish tied four. So he came home with a wet sail, um, and then Brendan Hagee, um, he finished uh, as well, uh, tied six with Bubba Watson, who also shot an eight under final yeah. round as well. Yeah. Um, so so Bubba, it seems to be in fits and starts. What do you think about Bubba Watson, Jamie? Do you, is he a or do you avoid because he's kind of I, like Vegemite, but Bubba Watson, the other yeah. love him, we hate him. I, I obviously, I, I know it's easy to say this, but I did have him when he won the Masters. I was on yeah. him that year. I was, yeah. was it 2015? Was it? Um, yeah, a few years been, ago now. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, but I was on him that year. Um, he's obviously, he doesn't suit every golf course, does he? The way he hits it, the way he shapes it off the tee. It doesn't suit every golf course. No, um, but it's it's great to have shot tracker on every every one of his shots because it's so entertaining to watch how much he moves the ball. Um, I do like the guy. Um, he's a very very emotional guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I'd like to see that in a golfer. Very passionate. Um, I know obviously he's got he's got stuff going on obviously with, with his wife previously and obviously the, the charity work that he does. Yeah. Um, which is which is great to see. Um, yeah, he, he's one. He's one of the the more liked golfers in my mind. He is. Um, I just, yeah. I just don't bet him often. I don't. Um, just because how how inconsistent he can be. All right, he mm. seems to be driving it really well at the minute. He does, um, but he can be. You know what I mean? Wayward he can. Um, so I think that's why I tend to leave him alone because um, he doesn't. He doesn't tend to pop up on on many stat models. He doesn't. No. He, he... I find with Watson that I I love watching the guy play. Mm, yeah, you know, um, I I think he what he can do with a golf ball is just oh, incredible. Yeah, um, and and, uh, and I also have backed him from time. I've won on Watson. I didn't win on him on, on that Masters, um, but I won on him um, at the World Match. Remember, he won the World Match Play Championship. He did. He did. Yes. Um, I backed him on in the World Match Play Championship at fifty to one or something, oh, and, and so um, so I got him uh, there, and I got him at another tournament as well. So 
but I've also spent a fair bit of cash on Bubba Watson down the years mm. too. So, um, I you know I, I would say he's he probably I I, I would say if we're not break even, he maybe he owes me just a little bit. But, <laughs> um, yeah. But I love I love watching the guy play. But here's the thing with Watson now, he's got so he's so when he tries to putt and he hits him with those dying spins. Mm. He's always trying to diet into the hole. He really is, yes. Um, he he looks so tentative on the greens, um, and and I can't have a guy that looks like that I could possibly putt better than him. Do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So um, I I prob- I'm, I just can't. I'm not confident in a guy who the way he can, and then goes on the green and and look, gets so mm. conservative and so. Yeah, very, very much like I'll say. I don't, don't want to see him like I'm comparing them here, but very much like Garcia, isn't he? Yeah, very much like a yeah. sh- solid driver of the golf ball. Um, but he's just dies them in the hole, as you say. Which I'd prefer someone you know, the youngsters that have come on the tour, they tend yeah. to they're so confident with their putting, they just think they can make everything and just go for it, don't they? Even from yeah. like 30 feet, they do. Yeah, they do, and they and and often they drain them, you know. Um, yeah, look at a guy like Xander Schofield who's. But mm. but Jesus, when he when he feel look at like someone like him or Daniel Berger or Cameron yeah. Smith, yeah. I mean, when those guys get on the green, man, they can roll it in from anywhere. Mm. Do you know? Yeah, and 20, like, 20, 20, 2016 Ricky Fowler. You know what I mean? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or your tip, or your tip that won the other week, Jason Kokrak. Look at the way he's putting now. He's second on tour. Yeah, you know? so good. Yeah, yeah. Or Patrick Reed. You know, uh, you know. So I, I just can't. You can't. Bubba just he just fills me with dread, and because I have my money on him, I just I can't I I, I mm. can't bet Bubba at the moment, you know. Um, but if he if he's but he is definitely hitting it really well, and he, he is. fell apart very spectacularly the week before, didn't he? He did. Um, you he know? did. Um, was it was it the Travelers? Was it? Yeah, the Travelers. Yeah. yeah, he he was basically that was he was in first position on the Sunday, looking like he was going to win. Look. And he absolutely fell to bits was it, was uh, it on the back line. Eight, eight, eight over was it? Over through like seven holes was it? Or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah his, his swing just deserted him. Horrible um, to which, see. Horrible to yeah, see. Which yes. I've never seen Bubba Watson do before. No. Um, but uh, yeah. So so anyway, that that's the that's a sort of tie up of the Rocket Mortgage uh, cha- um, mm. uh, Classic. Cameron Davis um, winning his first PGA Tour event, and I think there'll be more from that boy to come. I think he's got bags of class now that he's oh, yeah. got that monkey off his back he's got his tour card he's got the tour you know he can play on tour now worry free for two or three years um he'll he'll yeah. he, I, I don't think that'll be the last we see of him um and uh, you know troy merritt yuck and neiman good performances laboida i think is a name to watch as well yeah um and um and kevin kisner gave a good performance seamus power as i say um uh, you know, he he was a uh, he was a good selection there because he you know he finished tied eighth and mm. and he's been running to some form lately he too, has. hasn't he? He has. Um, yeah. sne- sneakily good approach figures. Um, tee to green stats. Um, I really wanted I really wanted to take him this week. Um, I'm sure we'll get onto it in a minute. I'm really yeah. wanted to take him, but at thir- thirty to one, thirty three to one, I just I just can't bet the guy at that. You know what I mean? I backed him. At, you know what I mean? Eighties last week. I can't go in again at 30s. I can't. No way. That's a really good point you raised there, Jamie, because um, look at this. Yeah, we'll move on to the John Deere Classic now. Yeah. So um, so the John Deere Classic um, is uh, 
It's at Deer Run in rural Illinois. This is real tractor country here, mm. uh, and hence the John Deere you know, sponsorship. Yeah. Uh, it's the most rural course that they PGA Tour play in America, which is an interesting little oh, fact. Okay. Um, it's 7,258 yards par ones, and it's one of the lowest scoring courses on the PGA Tour. So there's that factor. Mm. Now the other factor, which you just alluded to here, this is a lineup because obviously the British Open um, starts next week after the Scottish Open this week, and so you know all the the big guns are over over here in this part of the world in the UK and Scotland uh, and Ireland um, honing their game, um, getting sharp for for Lynx golf, and uh, uh, the field is severely weakened. That the you know the the, the bookies favourite the, the the only guy with the sort of top forty ranking. Mm. Uh, uh, is Daniel Berger, um, and Daniel Berger is um, at terrible odds. I mean, is it, yeah. is it like eight or nine to one. Yeah, it really which, is. Like, and uh, yeah, you know, and I love Daniel Berger. I yeah, I back Berger. I love that guy, but I cannot touch that money. That's awful. Um, and Seamus Power, like you say, how on God's green earth does Seamus Power come into thirty to one? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Uh, uh, so. But, but but I think, and I'm sure you probably agree with me, Jamie, and we'll get on to um, sort of who we like and why in a, in a second. I think that because this field's so weak, there's opportunities here, mm. you know, and uh, and there are opportunities. And I think that, you know, my mantra is when I'm looking for sort of – I don't back favourites because – I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. My whole mantra is look for value under the radar value. Yeah. Look for for guys that are Definitely. offering you a really good each way return for minimal outlay. Do you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very much the same. I, I've never. I've not. I'm never in it for the money. You know what I mean? I've not got. I've not got buckets loose to outlay every me week. Me neither. Yeah. I probably. I probably. You know I mean, to be honest, I probably look at 10, 12, 15 pounds a week. You know what I mean? If that. Yeah. Um, yeah. just pound each ways and I always look you know what I mean my cards very rarely start under 30 to 1 they do um, yeah which yeah. Uh, that's for a lot and they make the winners even better then you know what I mean like Armitage like being 80 to 1 and um, Co-Crack 45s yeah they're, they're great winners aren't they they are oh they are they are I mm. mean yeah as I say Cameron Davis last week at 100 to 1 for me I mean I don't I, I didn't stick pots on because I don't have pots to stick on yeah but um, but uh, but even with a small outlay, hundred to one. Thanks very much. I'll take yeah, that all day long. Really good. You know? Yeah, and I, I love so, I love the feeling of like a a, a two fifty to one place or a two hundred to one place. Um, well, that's I, that's right. That's right, Jamie. Because I think that's the thing is, I think half of it is the satisfaction, isn't it? Mm, that 100%. you that you think I've I I know. I think I know more than the bookies here about yeah. what what I think this player will do. Yeah. And then when you get it right and he runs a place or even better wins yeah. at, a, at a big price, you think, well, I just beat the market there. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, my partner uh, Craig, um, he had uh, Migliozzi at the U.S. Open a couple of weeks back. Um, yeah. He was two hundred two hundred twenty-five to one. He was. Um, yeah. Finished. I think it was tied fourth. Um, yeah. Un- unreal. You know what I mean? It it's great because at the end of the day, it's the same as about a, a fifty to one winner, forty to one winner, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And with these bookies, you know, depending that you can use that'll play on you know on some of the majors up to ten places, and mm. you know, so so there, you know, uh, you you you've got an interest across four days. 
Um, you've got a guy at big money uh, who you know runs a place, and then you get you know you get very excited if he sort of gets somewhere near the lead, you know, up the top of the leaderboard, yeah. the pointy end. You think, shit, I could actually really yeah. you know do very well here. Hundred percent. Um, so yeah, so yeah, we share the same sort of um, uh, ideology there about about mm. what we're trying to do and the methodology about how we're trying to do it is depends on the person. But uh, so I'm going to run you through um, who I like this week and why, yeah. and then I'm going to throw it over to you, Jamie, and I want you to for uh, our listeners to um, to tell them who who you like and why. Of course, yeah, that's fine. So, um, so as I say, uh, the John Deere Classic starts um, tomorrow. Uh, my first bet is um, Richie Wierenski. He's currently at 71 with Star Sports. Um, the reason I like Wierenski is I, I, I kind of – he's a he's one of these players that I've kind of put a ring around. Uh, he won last year on the PGA Tour. He played very well at the Century Tournament of the Champions um, mm. at the very beginning of the season. And and he looked he looks to me like a, a player of, of, of quite a, a bit of class. Now, he his – Performances have kind of flattened off uh, after the uh, beginning of the season, where he sort of was quite prominent. He, he kind of fell away, but he he he's, his game seems to be trending back upwards. And and I in this field, which is a as I say a very weak field, mm. um, I think he could be just meeting this at the right time because so he he had a decent showing at the Travelers. He finished finished that um, followed that by twenty fifth place place at the Rocket Mortgages Classic. Now. He looked destined to feel uh, to finish a good deal higher than 25th, but he actually had a really disappointing even par 72 in his final round, which kind of in that in that tournament you need to be shooting four or five under a round to be yeah. getting anywhere. Um, so he he kind of tracked backwards from a very promising position at the end of round three, um, and still finished tied 25th, which is fine. But I think that um, he would have liked a better finish. So I I think that in this field you know, minus. Any, any of the top 30 players in the world, this this is a PGA Tour winner in Wierenski. I think if he c- continues this upward form, um, I think he can go really well at 70 to 1. And the fact that, and the thing about Wierenski is, if he gets hot with his putter, we're talking about good putters, this guy putts really, mm. really well. So um, he's my first selection. Um, my second selection uh, this week is Aaron Wise. He's currently at 35 to 1 with Star Sports. I don't love his price. I must admit, it's it, it's not a price I love. Yeah. But Aaron Wise is he was once mentioned with you know some of the golf's yeah. you know, young yeah. guns. You know, he, he was a real a, a real sort of potential star, and that star has kind of fallen over the last couple of years. But I've noticed with Wise that he seems to be rebuilding his game at the moment. He's on an upward trend of performances in, in this year. Uh, I, he's a big hitter, Wise. He hits it a long way. I I, I think that once again. In this field, with so many big, good players, sort of, uh, sort of marquee players overseas, I think this is a very gettable course for a guy like Wise. And if his game continues to build, uh, I think thirty-five to one isn't isn't bad each way value. It's a bit more skinnier than I wanted, but I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take it with him because I just mm. I've had my eye on Aaron Wise for a while while now. Um, my next bet is uh, Keith Mitchell. He's currently at eighty to one with Star Sports. Yeah. Keith Mitchell, that price eighty to one for me feels wrong for Mitchell. Um, he pushed Rory all the way at a very tough Quail Hollow not so long ago. Uh, this course is exponentially easier than than Quail Hollow. Mm. Of course, it's a different course. It's different setups. It brings a whole lot of other ball strikers into the game because it's a shorter course. It's much more gettable, and it's going to bring those straight drivers and and good iron hitters um, into the game definitely. But 
I think if if Mitchell he's he's inside the top thirty, he's on the top thirty actually. I think he's thirtieth in the tour on driving distance. Mm. If he gets it nice and straight and gets going to a good start, uh, he could he could turn this course into a bit of a pitching part. Uh, yeah. And uh, and and if he's feeling it, I think eighty to one for Keith Mitchell, um, you know, could could be a, a, a nice bit of each way value. Um, so I'm just really going on his um, on his ability to to get it down the down the course. Uh, it's a fairly, as I say, it's a fairly easy course. It's not challenging. Uh, and, and the last one for me this week, I'm going to go back to Cameron Davis. He's currently at thirty three to one with Star Sports Bet. I have a theory about golfers, and and that is that sometimes they get into the zone where their swings yeah. just click, and and they just start throwing dart after dart with their mm. irons. Seeing Cam Davis for a succession of stunning approach shots, two rounds actually during all week at Detroit, but especially in the last two rounds and especially on Sunday, gives me the impression that that Cam Davis is he. I think he's in the zone, uh, mm. and and I think that. He's got that monkey off his back. He's had that win. Now, do golfers tend to back up well after their first win? No, not always. And I'm taking a bit of a punt here. But mm. but I think that this is a very gettable course. We know how long he is. We can yeah. see that he was striking it beautifully with his irons last week. And I think he could turn around and, and just pick it up again because yeah. he, he's got yeah. that sort of promise. And and once again, thirty three to one is not great. But I, look, he won last week, so I'm not going to grumble. I mean, but um, but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I just think he's my last. Uh, he's my of the four. Uh, he's just mm. someone I think he could just as easily turn around and start firing and that and get that because that swing is obviously in the zone. If he starts driving and firing those irons again, he could be in business very very early doors. So those are my four four picks for this week, uh, Jamie. I'm going to throw the floor over to you now, mate. Yeah, um, thanks for that. Um, just packing up your Cam Davis pick. Um, obviously, I looked obviously into the figures last week, um, their performance stats. Um, Cam Davis, he was fourth for TD Green all week, um, ninth for approach, twenty um, second for putting as well. I mean, yes, yeah. it's, 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 obviously you can see where he won it. Those are you know pretty, I mean? pretty, was... pretty compelling stats, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And all yeah. right, he's what did you say, thirty three to one? Um, yeah. At the end of the day, you can only. You can only back what's in front of you, can't you? You can only bet on what you've got. Um, and if you, you know, I mean, tr- truly, truly like a guy, um, and I understand why, another birdie fest. Um, so, yeah, if he gets it rolling early on on a Thursday and feels good about it, hopefully he didn't have too many beers after after last week. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, he looks like such a choir boy. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. Yeah. Not, he, yeah. he doesn't even look like he. He looks like uh, some sort of uh, a vegetarian. This kid. He's got not mm. a scrap of fat on him. Um, I'm sure he probably likes a beer, but uh, but he does look like uh, butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. So yeah. Um, yeah, but I do take your point. He could he could be nursing the mother of all hangovers, and uh, and he could uh, be feeling just thinking, oh, you know, I'll just go out and enjoy myself. But. Um, as I say, um, you know, uh, you know, seventy to one with Rensky, thirty-five to one with Aaron Wise, eighty to one with Keith Mitchell, and thirty-three to one with Cameron Davis. So I'm tried to, I've tried to find some value there. I mm. can't go. I can't as much as I want a backburger. I'm going to put him in my fantasy team because I love him. But as much as I, I, I love him, I can't back him at eight or nine to one. I just can't do it. Yeah, know? yeah. It's um, I backed him before. You know, I mean, before um, miscut range um, at. 20s 25s to one you know what i mean he's is yeah. is not okay he's as you say he's favorite in this field because he's the only top 40 in the field i get yeah. that um which is fine 
Um, I just can't see his ownership value in like DraftKings. I can't see, I mean, the amount of people on him. I just can't see it being high at all. I can't. Yeah. Right. You're, yeah. You're, you're, the floor is yours, sir. Yes. Um, I must admit, I've only, I've only backed two myself this week. That's um, good. I've, I, say, I, I kind of hedged into the Scottish Open this week just because it's quite a big big tournament over here. Okay, well, um, give us your, your two picks for, 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 for John Deere and then um, tell us who you like for the Scottish Open as well. Okay. That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. and that's fine. Um, so first at 40 to 1. Um, I mean, we spoke about course form. Um, a bit earlier on, yeah. um, and obviously I was look look at obviously that was a main factor I looked into it for this tournament. Um, I mean I took Zach Johnson at forty to one. Um, <laughs> the the guy loves it here. He does. Um, in his last last eight times he's teed it up here. Um, he's been sixteenth, fifth, third, second, second, first, tied third, and thirty second. So. Wow, um, <laughs> I mean, that's he's, amazing. Yeah, he's he's clearly a horse for a course. He is. Yeah. Um. Obviously, he's won here as well. Um. The last time he teed it up at the Travellers last week, um, he was sixth for tee to green on the whole field. Um. He was ninth for approach. Um. So I like them numbers. Um. The last time he played on bent grass greens, um, was at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Um. And he finished second for strokes game putting that week. Um, so I really like the angle this week, um, and I think forty to one's massive on that guy. Um, okay, he's he's getting on in age, um, but it's really not a long golf course compared to what they play on nowadays. Yeah. Um, and when you talk about approach play, you know what I mean. You, you think of the typical Zach Johnson style, don't you? The guy that puts the light out of things, um, sticks it within ten foot every time, um, and yeah, as long as he keeps it. As long as he keeps it in the short stuff off the tee, um, I have no doubt he'll, it, he'll go well this week. I do. That's a great shout. Yeah, I, I had no idea that, that, that that's a very powerful uh, case for his course form. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I was kind of right. Obviously, cause I do everything on uh, obviously pen and paper every week. Um, obviously, I was writing them down. Um, and obviously, when you just keep on writing the same name over and over again, then I, I, I started to think, hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> am I am I right in the right Johnson here? You know what yeah. I mean. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, and when I saw forty to one come up, I I went for him straight away. I did. Great. Um, okay. Who else do you like? So second one um, at eighty to one um, is Scott Stallings. Um, he's quite up and down with his recent form. Twenty um, fifth last week at the Rocket, um, coming off back to back miscuts, um, but then he was also a tied third at the Byron Nelson at that new. Craig Ranch course. Yep. Um, the Craig Ranch course was on bent grass greens as well. Um, for the season, he's 30th for approach, 30th, 32nd for greens in regulation. Um, and last week when he teed it up, he was 6th for approach, 33rd for tees, tee to green, and 29th for putting. Um, so again, quite consistent stats for an 80 to 1 shot, I thought. Mm. Um, and his course form here. Um, Tied 18th in 2019, tied 5th in 2017, and tied 16th in 2016. Um, so a guy that, again, does like the course, clearly. Mm. Um, and I think he's he's starting to hit some good good numbers every week. He's gaining strokes um, in most departments. Um, he's a solid driver of the golf ball. Um, if it all aligns, he's, he's going to compete. He is. 
at an 80 to 1 I, I, I couldn't turn that down I couldn't compared to some compared to some of the odds that we spoke about yeah. um, I couldn't turn down 80 to 1 definitely okay that's great um thanks for that right. you mentioned the the scholarship Open. you were saying you were doing a bit of bit of a look over there just for uh, yeah. you know our listeners in this part of the world who will obviously have an eye on the Scottish Open because mm. it's got such a star-studded field um, I, I haven't uh, had an interest but I'd be interested to know uh, who you like and why mm. um, I've had four main bets if I'm honest um, yep. I've, I've, prob- I've probably had I've had, I've had six or seven just for obviously interest um, yep. but mainly um, I'm looking at three or four um, so I've got Bernd Wiesberger um, I like uh, that guy is one of my um uh, uh Jamie that is um I need to go into therapy about that guy. <laughs> um I I have uh, I I'm not even going to start. Any listener to Man in the Stand knows full well my relationship with Bird Vespeger is a very oh, yeah. very one you know um i actually love the guy and uh mm. and when he came over for his um sojourn in the states where he made that um you know basically he was over here for you know four 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 or yeah. five months yeah, um, and uh and had a bit of a run at a few tournaments i was convinced he was going to do well in one of them and, mm. and i must have i must have put the size of a small third world nation's economy on that guy <laughs> on that guy over, across the course of about um uh, over the course of about four or five months and then he and one of the majors the current which one it was he actually hit the uh, it was the masters it was the masters it was it was he, he hit the yeah. uh he hit the top of the i, th- table I the think masters. i was on him i think i was on him as well i'm yeah, pretty sure and, it was yeah i i, I got a, <laughs> on bet there on the exchange something like uh was it like 800 to one yeah. like and uh and so uh i was having kittens uh <laughs> you know when beesberg Westberg hit the front uh, and Matt sent me a, a message saying, uh, "Mate, this this is look at this." Mm. And I, I was, um, I was so nervous. I thought, oh "My God, he's going to do it!" And then he does what Beesberger does, and 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 and, and fucked it up. Yeah. But um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I won't, I won't impede on you anymore. But no, I, no. I, do have, I do have my, I have a very complicated relationship with that mm. man. Yeah. I, I understand that he sometimes, he sometimes, his attitude sometimes can be brought forward, you know what I mean? Sometimes when I watch him on the European tour, he does look go through peaks and troughs of obviously yes. his, his attitude and his effort levels by the look of it. Um, yeah. so I do get that. But I've got I've got him he opened up at forty to one this week. Um he won he actually won the Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club at twenty nine in twenty nineteen. Okay. Um and they're there again this week. Um and oh. um, he's He's, Jamie, he's... You, 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 I'm gonna, I'm, you're, you're tempting me. You're tempting me. <laughs> so I, I'm not finished. Um, so it was, it was last time he teed it up. He was fifth. Um, okay, he missed the cut at the U.S. Open. We can all obviously, um, yeah, yeah, we can excuse that. Yeah. Um, and then before that, he had a win at the Maid in Denmark, um, he and he was 34th at the British Masters before that. Last yeah. time he teed it up at the BMW International Open, where he finished fifth. He was second for approach, third for tee to green, second for greens in regulation, eleventh for scrambling. I mean, oh, you're singing my song, mate. You're singing my tune. <laughs> and uh, so on, on the European tour as a whole, all year, he's third for tee to green, fourteenth approach, seventh greens in regulation, and seventh for strokes gained around the green. On um, for a, for a guy that's won here before, I think forty to one's huge. I think I think he's available at thirty threes now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd even back him at thirty threes. I would. Yeah. Um, 
because yeah. I think I think the Americans will struggle that will come over. Um, but I will be interested to see how they play. Uh, but they're the reason why there's such good value in the field. Um, and I think the forty to one is is unreal. It I is. might have to have a bit of a look at, <laughs> at, at Wiesberg, if not only for that, but maybe I might have a bit of a look at him for the Open itself, um, mm. because um, he could be value for the Open itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you probably you probably could get you probably could get I don't know fifties, sixties on him. You I would reach. think at least. Yeah, yeah, I must I must have a look at that. Okay, carry mm. on. Yeah, um, I'm going to jump up to one hundred and ten to one actually, um, where we find Jason Scrivener. Um. Are you still with me, yeah? Yeah, I'm still with you. Yep. I'm yeah. looking at Beesberg's um, price for the Open. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, yeah, 110 to 1 is Jason Scrivener. Um, a speculative punt. I mean, he's unreal his form. He's tied ninth last week, tied seventh the week before, tied 50th the week before that, but then he had a tied third. Um, and then he was 23rd in the USPGA, which obviously he outdone everything there. Um but last week, his stats was unreal. He was third for approach, first for tee to green, seventh for greens and regulation, and third for scrambling. Um, he's triple figures, you know what I mean? For a guy that, obviously, I look at stats every week, and yeah. obviously, he seems to be on a, an upward curve. Um, I just could not could not, not back him, especially at triple figures. I couldn't. For be first yeah. for tee to green for a week, um, which is clearly going to be, Clearly going to be needed this week. Um, I just had to bat the guy I did. I really did. Okay. I'm going to just finish with um, Adrian Otiagi um, at 80 to 1. Um, playing some consistent stuff um, 12th, 29th, 2nd, 58th, and a 32nd in his last five starts. Um, in the European Tour this year, 19th T to Green, 38th for Greens in Reg. 30th for around the green. Um, but last week, where he finished 12th, he was 18th for approach, 2nd for tee to green, and 8th around the green. And he was tied 20th here in 2019. Um, so I really think, I really think I've got a couple there, Scrivener and Otiagi, that, that may go well at really big odds. Okay. Yeah, okay. Those are those are nice shouts and, and a good bit of value there for, for the Scottish Open there who want to kind of find uh, you know maybe someone mm. outside of the um of the big guns uh for a bit of each way value then uh, uh you know then then there could be something there uh, uh you know have a look at it and uh and maybe jamie steered you maybe something towards uh, a bit of value there um i i think uh the the, the open itself as you say um it, you know it's a whole other different challenge and then royal st george you know renaissance club is one thing royal st george is, mm. an, is another and um yeah. and, and i was re- reading one of the articles where someone said recently um i think it was uh westwood or someone said uh, you know you, you or not it was poultry said they don't particularly like playing royal st george because it's such an undulating course you can get mm. really bad luck bounces because um you know it can hit the wrong side of a mound and go off a really really good drive um so it is you know it, it is going to be a little bit of a uh you know you are going to have to ride your luck at the open as you do every year yeah know? yeah definitely um and there are some big value out there i mean what you're looking at westwood this week is is 66 to 1 this week yeah um, polter's 50 to 1 um it's some crazy value that because the americans have come over the big boys have come over um you've got some really good value for the European tour players 
play week in, week out on courses like this. You do. Yeah, 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 you are right there. Scotland this week, mm. uh, and, and yeah, it's a, you know, I think it's a far easier sort of proposition um, than Royal St George's will be. Yeah. And just um, to 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 finish that, I, uh, I've now found out that Burn Wiesberger for the Open is a hundred and ten to one with Star Sports. Oh, oh, wow. okay. So I'm, I'm, um, I'm, yes, you've already be, convinced me. I'll be, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll be doing that though after this call. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, look, um, I, I just wanted to say uh, thanks, Jamie. I, 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 that is really um, appreciate you coming on. Uh, and uh, as I say, for listeners who who want to kind of follow uh, Jamie and Craig and, and what they're doing uh, on their selections and and, uh, and their tweets. It's um, on Twitter. It's chasing pars underscore pod. Uh, so please um, give them a listen uh, and give them a follow. Uh, they've got a great podcast and and, uh, and as I say that their their record lately. This is why I got them on or I got Jamie on was because their record of picking winners and place getters lately at good value is is really been quite impressive. So um, yeah, as I say, thanks Jamie, thanks for your time. Yeah, Craig, I say really appreciate it, mate. Thanks so much. And uh, just before you go, um, bit of a game of football tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, thoughts, uh, England uh, v Denmark. Yeah, um, massive game. Um, I think we'll I think we'll find it tough. Um, Denmark are a, a tough opposition. They don't they don't give up. They don't easily. Um, no, very gritty. They look very good the other night too, didn't they? they Denmark. They're, they're very organised. Um, yeah. They never, I said, they never back down. So I think it will be tough. Um, I'm going to stick my neck out and say one nil. <laughs> I am one nil to England. Yes, yeah? because yeah, I, I don't think they'll concede much. Um, and I don't. And the way we're talking about setting it up, I don't think it's going to be um, a very attacking game. I don't. Um, and we've 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 got two very good defenses. We have us and Denmark. So yeah, low scoring game, I think. And did um, you catch the Italy Spain game last night? Oh, it was so good, wasn't it? It what was a what, cracking I, game I, of football. I didn't want it to end. I didn't want a team to lose. I didn't. It was yeah. uh, one of them. I, I I'm I, I'm not the world's biggest football fan. I love sport. Mm. I'll watch two flies crawling up a wall. I, <laughs> I do. You know, I, I love sport. I'll watch every sport. Um, yeah, that's why it's called Man in the Stand because I'm I, I'll watch any sport and I love every sport but sometimes I get a bit jaded by football um, because uh, especially in the Premier League the sort of way it gets played but man that game last night of Italy versus Spain that was beautiful that was such a beautiful game it was punch counter punch punch you know what I mean it was side to side it was it was flowing it was open wasn't it so the, the goal by was it is it Chiesa is it the Italian and I oh my god so good it was such a good goal. <laughs> and even Morata's goal, we showed him the eyes and sent the goalkeeper the wrong way. Mm. Um, wow, that was a beautiful little goal too. Um, the, the, the touch the touch and pass and, and through the gap and then sent the keeper the wrong way. Oh, my God. What a goal. But that, that the Italian's goal there, Chiazza, wow. Yeah, that was so good. Oh, my God. They've looked, they've looked very good. Okay, they, yeah. they looked a bit leggy in extra time. Um, I they think if, if we can get through tonight... Um, and okay, I hope it doesn't get to extra time Sunday. But if it does, um, I think we'll have the fitness on them. Um, yeah. But hey, yeah. let's let's get there first. <laughs> it, it's been a fantastic tournament, hasn't it? It really has. It really has. There's been some and even games that you wouldn't expect. Um, so let's cast back to I don't know the Turkey Wales game in their yeah. group stage. Yes, um, that was un- a great game. Yeah, yeah, unreal. Just games yeah. you wouldn't expect have been really good. They have. So yeah, it's yeah. been, it's been re- a real success. It has. And what, what I found last night from um, also was the standard of officiating has been fantastic. Like, mm. what, I, the, I really liked that ref last night because he didn't take any shit from any of the players. No. Uh, no. He just it, he let the game flow. He got on with it. 
Mm. And I want, I really want the Premier League refs to take note of that. And yeah, you know, and, and the think, whole, we don't oh, have to take shit from these uh, Premier League prima donnas. No, do you know, and the whole the whole VAR situation as well. Yes, um, there's, yeah. there's been, there's, I think there's been one mistake I can recall. Yeah, and in the yeah. Premier League, there's three or four talking points every weekend. There was yeah. at one stage last year. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just shows it, it. It can be done. It just needs work by the English, by yeah. the English league. It does. And the rest need to take a firmer hand on the game. Mm. Uh, you know, not be bullied and pushed around by these players. If they show dissent, card them. Do you know? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I really, I really like the way that that, that ref kind of kept the kept those, uh, a really firm grip on. Talk mm. to the players, but 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 talk no rubbish from them, and and and, and just got on with. Uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful game of football. It, re- it really was. But yeah. but two two great up and coming teams, really. Yeah, the skill levels got, were incredible. Yeah, they've got know? really good youngsters. They are. They both. It's good to see Mancini gives opportunities to those that don't play for the big Italian teams. It's really good to see. Yes, um, and yeah, yeah that, they'll be a tough opponent if we win tonight. They'll be a t- yeah. tough shout. They will. I, 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 for my prediction for you, I think you've got a fantastic team. It's the best team, English team I've seen for a very, very long time. Mm. And uh, and uh, and there's some, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Phil Foden. I know he probably won't get a start tonight. Do yeah. I think he's he's very he's exciting a superstar? Um, yeah, I think Jack Grealish is a very, very exciting player. Yeah, um, um, Mason Mount is amazing. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm really impressed by the English team, uh, and I personally think it's going to be a score draw uh, I, by 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 full time. You know, um, I mm. think by 90 minutes it might be maybe one all. Um, uh, I, I just have a feeling that Denmark and and England will will yeah, it will be. A, I hope I hope it'll be as good as what it was last night. But even if it's not, I think it'll be a pretty compelling game, and yeah. I think I I, I think it'll be. A, by full time, and then we'll see what happens after that. Oh, I say, I'm, I'm sure my liver, my liver's hoping not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Thank you, Jamie. Thank no, you for your time. Yeah. And, thank uh, you, Craig. I say appreciate the, the opportunity. Yeah. It's been great. No, no. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. And uh, as I say, good luck with uh, good luck you and all the listeners for your golfing punts this week. And uh, we'll come Thanks. back to Man in the Stand next week, and uh, we'll see how we go. Yeah, definitely. And you, mate. Have a good week. All thank right. You. You too. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye bye.